0: Welcome to the Reluctant Messenger podcast, where we discuss spiritually transformative events, encounters with angels and guides, out-of-body explorations, and much more. This episode originally aired as a video on my YouTube channel. You can find links on my website at candacesanderson.com. Welcome back. My name is Candace Sanderson. Thank you for joining me today. Dan, who leads Monroe Institute's WhatsApp group, recently posted something that piqued my interest. Let me give you just a little bit of background. When Bob Monroe of Monroe Institute began developing his sound-based technology, he referred to his volunteers as explorers. As these volunteers listened to his layers of binaural beats, Bob interviewed them in real time. He asked questions. He encouraged them to travel farther into these sometimes mystical realms. Bob recorded these sessions, and many of these are online, free for anyone to hear. You can find a lot of them in the National Archive, and I'll put a link to them in the description below. If anyone's interested, they can listen. But Dan asked us a question about these explorer channeled data, this information. He wanted to know, how does this affect us? As Bob's explorers began channeling information, we have to make decisions about, well, if this is true, such as remote viewing, then what else might be true? The final question was, how does this impact your life? Many of my followers are not students of Monroe Institute, but out of curiosity, I know that several will check out some of these sessions, and I wonder, what will they think of them? I'm guessing their responses will be a lot like mine when I first listened to them. To answer Dan's question about how these sessions impacted me when I first heard them, well, not much at all. Now, don't get me wrong. They were definitely fascinating, but it was like going to a wonderful movie. I'm captivated at the time, and then it might become a topic for interesting conversation later. But other than that, there was no impact on my life until I became an experiencer. Then things changed. Everything changed. I realized these explorers were not actors in a play or a movie. These explorers, and so aptly named by Bob, were actively leaving their bodies while remaining aware and conscious enough to interact with Bob as they also interacted in another world, another universe that most of us do not ever see, except maybe in our dreams. My tipping point was August 28, 2013, the day that I began channeling messages from the 5D, messages from angels and guides, cultural icons, Religious figures and unnamed beings of light, filled with wisdom. That is when I became part of a cast. I became part of the formula. I was no longer solely a member of the audience. Before this time, this fascinating information from channelers was, at best, an interesting fantasy. Yeah a fantasy. Back then, as a psychologist, I did not allow myself to consider anything as real unless I could measure it with my physical senses. I did not allow myself to think out of the box, or if you tuned into my previous episode, I did not allow myself to jump out of the jar. As I read Dan's post, I had cold chills. It's those what ifs that we might want to ask ourselves. In fact, my last episode, as I began outlining a script, a new character evolved for me and actually jumped out at me. Who was that? Susie Allison Flea. And she had all these what if questions that she posed to her parents. It was this curiosity that led Susie on a huge adventure that was shared among her family and friends for generations. Check out the episode. It's called Scratching for Answers. So once again, a few days after that episode, those what-ifs returned. The what if start and then snowball down a hill, and soon it becomes an avalanche, a massive avalanche. And if you look back at the landscape before the avalanche, it's gone. It is not the same. You could say it's a blank slate just waiting for your new experiences to make it come alive. You can also look at it as threads. One thread of what-ifs leads to another what-if thread, which leads to more and more threads. Before you know it, these threads weave themselves into a beautiful, intricate tapestry. Now there is beauty, wholeness, and mystery to what had only been threads of our lives. Now we can see the completed picture. And it is marvelous. So, the quick answer to Dan's question about how my life has been impacted now, as an experiencer, I cannot go back and unsee what I've seen. I look back at my life and I have an inkling of how much I had limited myself in my pre experiencer world. When I began channeling, Life changed for me. I could no longer look at things the way I had before because I had discovered a secret. My secret? None of what I thought mattered. None of it actually mattered. I discovered that life was not defined by those rules and regulations that I had lived by. I'd learned that there was so much more to living than what our physical bodies could measure. And with this larger perspective, a new world came into view. I looked at what I thought were laws, unbendable laws, and there were actually very few of them, if any at all. Most of what I thought were laws were just beliefs. And as my life continued, I gained a larger perspective and I began seeing those beliefs differently. But one law I thought we had in our 3D world was gravity. Yeah, gravity. That has to be constant, right? No, that can be altered too. We see that gravity only affects us in certain situations. If I walk out into the Gulf of Mexico, I float in the salty water. Gravity doesn't affect me the same as if I were walking on the beach. And it certainly affects me differently if I were in outer space. So even my one constant, gravity, is not that constant. When I dream at night, the laws of gravity don't affect me. Same as with an out-of-body experience or a meditation, I can zoom through the cosmos much faster than a jet. In fact, I can think of a place and instantly I am there. So there's another what if. What if, as Bob Monroe used to say at the beginning of his affirmations, I am more than my physical body? then all those rules of physics do not apply, right? Physics operate with physical things. And if we are more than physical matter reality, then those laws of physics just do not apply. For argument's sake, let's just say that Bob Monroe was right. And we are more than 3D reality. Then what? What if these bodies that we inhabit during the daytime, what if they are just avatars, representations of us? Then, if we are not our physical bodies, but we just inhabit our bodies, just what are we? Here goes those what-ifs, building momentum as they tumble down the mountainside. The more time I spend in the field of energy that surrounds us, so I'm not talking about being in the 3D, which is that particle state where we think we are separate and discrete from others. I'm referring to that field state outside of time and form. That's where we go when we dream. That's where our spirit resides. That's where we have an out-of-body experience. Think about a memorable dream you've had. Some dreams are mixed jumbles of images and scenes that don't seem to make sense when we wake up, but they did make sense while we were dreaming. Other dreams might be thrilling or beautiful where we visit a strange and intriguing new land. We don't want to wake up. My favorite dreams are the ones where I visit with loved ones who have passed on. I get a chance to reconnect with them, and I never want those to end. But most people can relate with dreams. We've all had them. We've experienced them, whether it's a magical journey or a combination of strange images or or memories, maybe from another lifetime. When we think of who it is that is dreaming, that person is us. We know it. We feel it. We experience it. But then, who is that 3D body that's in the bed while this other aspect of us is out traveling the universe? Perhaps that is the avatar holding space while the true us runs across the dreamscape each night. The true you is not as easily defined as the 3D avatar. That's easy enough to measure, so many inches high, so many pounds in weight, years of age. The avatar is the one with a certain hair color that's prone to a specific gait when walking, using an easily identifiable voice. All those things we can measure. So it's quite understandable that we identify with this 3D avatar. It's easy enough to do. It gets a little more complex when we try to distinguish between identical twins, for example. We start looking for subtle cues that are not so obvious. A certain way they move or how their upper lip curls after a joke, The way their eyes crinkle when laughing. But you get the picture. We can still identify them by quantifying something physical. Recently, I dreamed that I was with the mother of one of my friends, and upon wakening, I couldn't tell you how I knew it was her mother because I've never met her mother, I've never seen a picture of her mother, yet in the dream, I knew it was her mother. Now we start getting into those areas that are difficult to explain. How do you know who someone is if you don't identify them by their avatar, if you've never met them? You see, once we begin our treks into that field surrounding us, whether it's by dreaming, by meditating, by having a near-death experience, which I hope you do not have, or an out-of-body adventure, Our state of expanded awareness moves us into a field of energy where everything is connected. And because of that connection, we no longer need to rely on the physical senses like we do in the 3D. The energy of the field is quite often very subtle. A whisper, a knowing, a gut instinct, that you know you must follow. So now, when I look back at Dan's question about how Bob's explorers have impacted me, I am profoundly grateful. Although I did not see it in real time, once I became a member of the cast, everything changed. I've met with guides. I've communed with angels. I've connected with beings of light who watch over us. I realize that our 3D avatars are simply that, avatars. The real us is not in that field that surround us, but it is that field. We are aspects of a great, wondrous energy of light that encompasses everything. It is everything. And because of Bob Monroe and his explorers, he developed programs at Monroe Institute that are still running today. These programs change you. Not just the average Joe, but someone like me, a skeptic, a scientist, a psychologist who knew that nothing existed unless we could measure it by our senses. Bob Monroe provided the research-based technology that has changed not just my daily life, but my life second by second. Monroe's research gave me the training wheels for self-exploration. I am deeply indebted to him and his research. My life has never been the same, and I have Bob Monroe to thank. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Remember the importance of kindness, be kind to others. Don't use your energy to gossip or be negative, work together. Don't limit yourself, and above all, get ready to explore. Feel free to share, comment, subscribe, and until next time. Thank you for tuning into this episode of The Reluctant Messenger. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, remember, how we use our personal energy is what defines us Bring in those vibrations of love and gratitude and see how your life will change.